Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Greeny's got the day off. Bob Oshusen, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, the ESPN app, and your smart speaker presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the Goodyear hotline. Right back to the phones in a sec at 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776. Tons of NBA in the first hour. We can keep on with that. The Knicks tonight against the Hawks at the Garden with a legit villain in town. I can't wait to see that. And the Ultimate Fighter, by the way, the reality show that brings top MMA prospects together under one roof to compete for a UFC contract is back. Stream the season premiere on Tuesday, only on ESPN+. You can also stream Greeny along with hours of daily sports talk. Sign up now at ESPNplus.com. By the way, if you missed any part of the show of Greeny, you can certainly always dial it up. Both hours available uh, as daily as a podcast available wherever you listen to your podcast. So if you want to hear Brian Windhorst basically take the Clippers out to the woodshed, he did that earlier in hour number one. So uh, that's part of hour number one, and we'll get back to your telephone calls at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. I'll be on with Bart Scott coming up the next couple of hours as well, filling in on Bart and Hahn for Alan Hahn, something that we talked about Yesterday with Aaron Rodgers. Just want to touch on it again today. And I'll play you the cut again when he was on SportsCenter with Kenny Mayne when he, in a roundabout way, tried to say what was wrong with the Packers, his relationship, and talked a lot about the people. I think he's telling the truth, and I think he's lying to you all at the same time. I'll explain after we listen to Aaron Rodgers. Never been about the draft pick, picking Jordan. I love Jordan. He's a great kid. Um, you know, he, he a lot of fun to, to work together. Uh, I love coaching staff, love my teammates, you know, love the fan base in Green Bay. It's incredible, incredible 16 years. It's just kind of about a, a, a philosophy and maybe forgetting that it is about the people that make the thing go. It's about character. It's about culture. It's about doing things the right way. A lot of this was put in motion last year. Uh, the wrench was just kind of thrown into it when I won MVP and played uh, the way I played last year. So this is just kind of, I think, uh, the, the spill out of all that. But, man, it is about the people, and that's the most important thing. Yeah, here's where I think he's telling the truth. I think he's telling you the truth when it's not about Jordan Love. He has nothing personal against Jordan Love. I think he probably believes that, Jordan, by all accounts, Jordan Love's a very good guy. And I'm sure he holds nothing personal about Jordan Love. Here's where he's lying to you. It is about Jordan Love. And the reason it's about Jordan Love is instead of drafting him some help last year, they drafted his replacement. So is it about Jordan Love on a personal level for Aaron Rodgers? No. I believe that he, you know, sincerely that that he means that when he says it. But where I think he is lying and when he talks about the people, the people make up the organization, it's the philosophy of those people when they draft your replacement rather than when they draft you help. And then when he says the monkey wrench that he threw into it was winning the MVP, yeah, it's him going out there and showing all of the decision makers in Green Bay, you want to get my replacement? Well, guess what? I'm not done. And the difference between his situation and Tom Brady's situation, when the Patriots of the second round drafted Jimmy Garoppolo, Tom Brady basically told young Jimmy Garoppolo, go sit down. This is my job, and you're never going to touch it. And they went to four more Super Bowls and won three. Why Aaron Rodgers can't take that tact? Why can't he turn around and tell Jordan Love, hey, pup, you sit right there. This is not your job, and it's not going to be for any part of the foreseeable future. And why he wants out of town? I guess it runs deeper than just the draft choice of Jordan Love, And maybe that's just the tip of a very big iceberg, and we don't know everything that lies under the surface with that iceberg. But there's no way, to me, he's telling the truth when he says it's not about the fact that they drafted Jordan Love. Of course it is. 
That's probably a very forward-facing public symptom of the problem. But rather than going in, in, a, in the richest wide receiver draft in the history of the NFL and getting him help, they drafted his replacement. Here's Rob Domofsky, by the way, ESPN NFL Packers reporter talking about this situation. I guess you guys want to hit that back in the studio? I can hit it here. Sorry, that's my mistake. See, rookie with the touchscreen. I didn't see it on my touchscreen. Here's Rob Domofsky. None of the Packers' top five receivers was at OTAs. We're talking about Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Equinemius St. Brown, and Devin Funches. None of them here. We, I asked Matt LaFleur if he thought that was some sort of a coordinated effort, a show of support for Rodgers or something like that. And LaFleur said he didn't think so and that he had talked to all those receivers at different points leading up to OTAs. It seemed like an awfully big coincidence to me. Yeah, 100% agree, especially if you're Devontae Adams, right? I mean, I think he even said it a couple of weeks ago that if Aaron Rodgers goes somewhere else, is that going to impact how he views his role in the future with Green Bay? Of course it does. You're losing the best quarterback, arguably, in the NFL, certainly a top three quarterback and an MVP. Triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. You know, one thought on Julio Jones as well. And it's more the thought of the show he was on rather than what he said. But did, did it sound to you like Julio Jones knew he was on the air? You got to tell him. He has to know he's on the air when he's saying what he says. And I don't know if at any point he has said something or someone has said something about the fact that he was just put on speakerphone when it didn't sound like he knew he was on the air. But man, oh man. That's a tough one. Like, that's one where you need to know that you, what you're saying is being broadcast publicly or not. And now, how much does that hurt his trade value for Atlanta? It's got to hurt at least a little bit. Although I think it was a pretty poorly kept secret that for the last month, the Falcons have put him out there and have been accepting calls and accepting offers, or at least inviting offers for Julio Jones. So maybe this just makes something that the rest of the league already knew very, very public, but I can't imagine it was made public in a way that Julio Jones knew or was comfortable with. Triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Let's get back to the phone. Star is in the car and joins us next on ESPN Radio. Hey, Star. Hey, thanks for taking my call, Bob. Uh, I am actually driving uh, from Burlington, Vermont, down to the Garden tonight. Wow, uh, nice job. The, uh, yeah, it's going to be a vibe, I can tell you that. And uh, But just a couple points. Um, one, if I hit traffic, I'm going to pull my hair out. Not like you. We don't have we don't have traffic in Vermont at all. So uh, hopefully I don't hit any going over the, uh, the George Washington Bridge. Uh, you might. Two, um, uh, just a point um, that really drives home, I think, the lack of respect that the sons are getting. Um, a couple times, just even on, on the show today, you said that, uh, like, um, that you were like, hey, only four teams in the history of the NBA have battled back from an 0-2 start at home. You got to win game two at home like the Lakers did last night. Well, no, they I, won game two on the road. No, 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 I know. I, I misspoke there. I, I realized I lumped the Lakers in, but I wanted to talk about the larger argument of the Lakers needed to show that they were LeBron and AD back, we're okay. And last night they showed that I think – now they're going to go home, and I think every Laker fan just breathed a sigh of relief that they – now I realize Chris Paul being hurt last night impacted that game, but I'm not sure how much. I mean, I watched that whole game, and 
you know, if Chris Paul had played, would Cameron Payne have scored 19 points? Would he have been out there knocking down threes? He made six shots. He had seven assists. Like, I think the easy out is to say Chris Paul was banged up, only played whatever 20, 25 minutes, and was somewhat ineffective when he was out there as to why the Lakers were able to win the game. First of all, you could see LeBron is not LeBron. I mean, he is trying to gut it through without his normal explosiveness, at least so it seems, number one. And number two, I think that Chris Paul being on the floor would have taken Cameron Payne's production away. I think that win last night for the Lakers was much more about the Lakers than it was about Chris Paul not being out there for the Suns. We'll get back to the phones in a second. Triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Bob Shoes and Infragrini, ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Greeny, the podcast. Oh, man, it's almost summertime. Crowds are coming back, which means we might get back to this. Live music. Get me to a fish show. Greeny on ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, the ESPN app. And your smart speaker, Bob Oshusen, in for Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests appear on the Goodyear hotline. And as we said, Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance, making it easy to bundle your home and car insurance. Back to the phones at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. By the way, TNT is going to televise the next version of the match. They have set it golf-wise for July 6th. It'll be in prime time, I'm assuming, at the Reserve and Moonlight Basin Big Sky, Montana. It's going to be Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady against Bryson DeChambeau and Aaron Rodgers. So there's a lot of things for an on-course reporter to ask that group about. The only thing they missed the boat on, it should be Brooks Kepka and Tom Brady against DeChambeau and Aaron Rodgers. Like that would be golf's version of a steel cage match. If you missed what happened over the weekend, you should Google it because there was like a Julio Jones moment, I think, where Brooks Kepka obviously thought take two was going to be the one that was going to make the air. Somebody leaked take one and his thoughts about Bryson DeChambeau walking by. 
<clears throat> oh, it was as good as it gets. Those two better be a pairing or in the threesome first two rounds of the U.S. Open, or I'll be very, very disappointed in the USGA. Back to the phones. Let's talk to Dan in Virginia. Joins us next here on ESPN Radio. Hey, Dan. Hey, what's up, Bob? Uh, I just want to say, first off, the champion of the household, all my homies hate Trey Young as a lifelong Knicks fan. What's going on right now is abomination to basketball. An abomination to basketball? An abomination to basketball. Why? When people like this, when you when you purposely look for fouls, and we've had small guys in the game. I'm from Newport, East Virginia. I know Alan Iverson. You, know, you might look for contact, or you might look to create space to look for a foul. You right, know, Dan, let me ask you. I, I got you. Let first. me ask you a quick question. You say you're a lifelong Nick fan. Lifelong Nick fan. Yes, sir. Okay. Did you like it or not like it when John Starks would get up in someone's grill and the moment they brought their elbow on, he would throw his head back like he had just been hit with a Mike Tyson right cross? Okay, that's a, that's a great counterpoint, Bob. You First loved off, it. You I know you loved it because he was on your I team. I'm going over to my – let me – hold on, hold on. Let me answer the question. Going over to my parents' house today, I think, to grab my son, John Starks, for the game tonight because – he was a dog. You think my guy goes going against Jordan, one of the chippiest players? I'm not. I'm not going to say maybe he did flop a little bit. You know, John Starks he went three for eighteen in the finals, game seven against Houston. He's at his moment. But I'm just saying what Trey is doing now is a lot different than John Starks. You know, getting hit with the elbow in the face. This guy's on offense, not even looking to score half the time. Literally just looking to get to the free throw. Line. You know, Dan, it's all about how the officials call it. You, if Trey Young can use that to his advantage, milk it and get to the free throw line where he shoots like 110%, then that's on the officials. That's on the league to make sure that the officials know don't call for the fake foul. I mean, that's, that, that's the league, though. If, if Trey Young has that as a tool in his toolbox, how is he not supposed to use it? Let's go to Nick in Huntington. He joins us next year on ESPN Radio. Hey, Bob. What's going on? Hey, Nick. Um, I just want to uh, to say that I, I mean I agree with that caller about Trey Young. I, I I really can't stand him. Just even after that game one, I can't. Now I just can't stand him. See, but, that's uh, awesome. That, also, that's what we need. We need more guys that you can't stand in the NBA. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, I also wanted to compliment on your uh, on your coverage of the PGA. I mean, I'm also a diehard Jets fan, so just listening to you on the radio with the Jets, it was it was a bit uh, a bit impressive just hearing you call call golf like you did and. Uh, also, just on the on the Brooks Kepka Bryson thing, I think it's great. Um, I'm a little bit of a fan of both guys, so I, I love it even more. And uh, you also just broke the news to me about that match. I didn't hear about that either. I'm I'm now I'm just looking forward to July 6th. Now it's going to be great. Yeah, it'll wait. be fun. I, I actually think the Mickelson Brady thing is perfect because I'm sure there'll be some NFL fans out there that'll roll their eyes when they say this because you know they'll say, all right, golf, whatever. It's an old man's game. What Mickelson is doing right now and did this past week, I think is almost akin to what Tom Brady has done in the NFL. Because for Mickelson to remake his body the way that he has, to continue to hit the golf ball out as far as most of the 25-year-olds, guys half his age, I mean, keep in mind, it, you can still win at an advanced age on certain golf courses if you can maneuver your way around at horses for courses and it fits your eye, this was a golf course where everyone going into it thought this, this is the young man bombers golf course. It was the longest course in the history of major championship golf if they stretched it all the way out, 7,800 and change. And an, a 50-year-old not only won, but was pumping it out there in the fairway with the Kepkas, with the Roms, with the DeChambos. To me, that's incredible. 
the fact that not only at 50 he was able to win a major, but he won it there. I mean, I never thought that I would see a recreation of a living legend doing what Nicholas did in 86 the Masters. This was it for me. And Nicholas in 86 the Masters is different because he fired an unthinkable back nine where there are eagles and birdies to be made all over the place, and he made them all. All right, so you were never going to get that kind of a charge out of Mickelson. But what Mickelson did over four days on this golf course was incredible to me. As a 50-year-old, 7,800-yard place, and he was able to, even with a couple of curveballs that he throws himself, hitting it in the water on 13 on Sunday, I thought we might start to see Phil come apart right there. When he lost the lead, even a two-shot swing on the first hole, I didn't think he was going to win. But the fact that not only did he persevere on Sunday, but that he did what he did at that place over four days at 50, to me that's the same thing as what Tom Brady's doing in the NFL. It's incredible. You're not supposed to be able to do this at 50 years old and hit it as deep as the Roms and the, you know, the, the, uh, you know, the DeChambos. And he's doing it. He's hitting it out there with Kepka. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. More calls, even more on the Knicks playing on later tonight. We'll uh, obviously get your Aaron Rodgers and Julio Jones thoughts if you have those as well. Bob Shoes and Infogreeny, ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast. Bob Shusen in for Greeny coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17 here on ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, the ESPN app, and your smart speaker presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests appear on the Goodyear Hotline. Plenty of calls at 888 espn 888-729-3776. You know, it's funny. When there's a villain at the garden, everybody wants to get involved and have something to say. But the moment a politician wades into these waters, it becomes cringeworthy. Right. And Bill de Blasio, the mayor of New York, who might be the only person that right now is about as unpopular in New York City as Trey Young. 
uh, in his press conference, I guess, had this to say. You probably heard it already, but in case you haven't, about Trey Young coming to the Garden for Game 2. This is about basketball. I have an important official announcement. Uh, this is very serious. Want to get this out? Uh, message to Trey Young uh, on behalf of the people of New York City and, and anyone who cares about actually playing basketball the right way. Stop hunting for fouls, Trey. Uh, I want to quote Steve Nash, one of the great player, great coach. He says, quote, unquote, that's not basketball. Trey, Trey, that hawk's not going to fly in New York City. Come on. Play the game the right way. See if you can win. I think the Knicks are going to teach you a lesson. Yeah. Sometimes when you do a talk radio show, you just want to, whenever possible, play something or say something that is cringeworthy for the audience. I think that got the job done. Triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Back to the telephones. Let's talk to John in Santa Fe. He joins us next here on ESPN Radio. Hi, John. Hey, how are you doing, Bob? Good. Oh, good, thank you. Just a couple quick questions. One, <clears throat> my first question is, I'm a big Golden State Warrior fan, and I personally need uh, things. I think, I'm sorry, I'm a little nervous right now. No, first, don't I'm be nervous at all. Just you and me talking. Um, yeah, I personally think they need a star center with veteran experience. Um, I know Wiseman, he's, he's a rookie, but we don't need that right now, especially with Clay coming back next year. And the second thing I want to say, Julio Jones, I would love him to go to the 49ers. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, who knows? You might get your wish. I don't think they'll trade him inside the conference. Normally you try to get the guy out of the conference. But um, Wiseman's supposed to be that for Golden State, and obviously you should have – you know, a decent pick in the draft this year. So we'll see. Look, Clay coming back next year, Golden State should be right back in the conversation in the West, I would think. Let's go to Ben in Jersey. Joins us next on ESPN Radio. Hey, Ben. Hey, Bob. How are you doing? Good. Um, just wanted to touch up on this Trey Young controversy. Um, I get it that that's just the game, and I guess you like it if you're a fan of the team. You just get pretty much free points um, when he draws these fouls. But – when it comes down the line at the end of a playoff game, under a minute to go in a tie game, you can't give him that call. You're going to call a weak foul on RJ. Um, I don't know what you wanted RJ to do in that spot. I mean, he had his hand out. Um, he wasn't really pushing him. It looked like Trey picked up his elbow into RJ's arm. Um, but I don't know. I just don't see how stuff like that, when it matters the most, gets called. I, and, I just, um, I've never been a fan of saying that something isn't a foul with a minute to go that was a foul a minute in. If the officials are going to give him that call, then they're establishing the fact that that's the way the game's going to be called. Now, maybe they need to adjust how they're calling the game from start to finish, but to me, a call with a minute to go in the game should be the same as a call a minute into the game. Oh, I agree with that. I agree that a foul is a foul. However, such a borderline call, which it didn't seem like they were calling early in the game. I know every time the Knicks drove in, a lot of times Rose or or Randall drove in and put it up. He looked like he got hit a lot harder than that. Nothing's called. They're going to call it loose. Then all of a sudden, when it comes down to the final minute of the game, one of the most important possessions, you're going to start calling a foul on a questionable call. Yep. Well, that's that also, goes- and thanks for the call, that is a tale as old as time in the NBA. I mean, you can go back to everybody that ever coached Shaq. You could probably go back to, you know, Will Chamberlain. The bigger the player, oftentimes the less likely the kind of gentle contact is going to be called a foul. Whereas a guy like Trey Young, who is, by NBA standards, a wisp of a guy, he gets bumped a little bit. It's just going to look like he got hit harder. But I agree with you. He plays it. I mean, give him credit. He is already a couple of years into the league 
as savvy as it gets in knowing what he can do and what he can kind of show bodily to make it look like he's being fouled even if he isn't. And he plays to that to his advantage, and if the officials are going to call it, then he's going to keep doing it. Ryan in New York joins us next year on ESPN Radio. Hi, Ryan. How are we doing, Bob? Good. Uh, I just got a couple of comments real quick on the NBA playoffs. First, I got to agree with you about New York and Trey Young. I, it feels like playoff basketball again with this whole rivalry thing. Like the, the Garden is going to be ripping for this second game. Um, second off, I think the Lakers and the Nets are on a complete collision course in the NBA finals coming up that we're all excited about. And we all hope it'll be as epic as a Lake Tahoe tweezer. boy, I like it. Got- You're exactly right. Uh, you know, it's funny. If the Lakers and the Nets both get to the finals, it's probably the best case scenario we could well, for star power, for matchup. It's the two odds on betting favorites. Everyone thinks that when both teams are at full strength, those are the two best teams. But, boy, it makes the regular season really look empty, right? Like really hollow. I mean, if the Nets can get to the NBA Finals in cruise control, having played seven games together, and LeBron can miss 30-some-odd games, and Anthony Davis half the season, and then those guys could just come back for the playoffs as a seven seed and make it to the Finals as well, that takes a lot of the teeth out of what we like to believe the regular season is all about. So if you're somebody that wants to believe the regular season matters, you got to be rooting for the Sixers or the Bucks or the Suns or the Jazz, you know, the teams that didn't do load management at least for a decent part, part of the regular season, you know, that, that really seemed to invest their personnel in the regular season, thinking that getting a one or a two seed was going to matter. Let's go to Richard in L.A. joins us next year on ESPN Radio. Hey, Richard. Yes, how are you doing this morning? Great. Uh, th- there's been a lot of talk on uh, Laker Radio about, well, they've got to figure this thing out. They've got to figure this thing out. Well, I think that Frank Vogel did. He, he went big. Uh, he gave Paul Gasol a few minutes. Uh, Andrew Drummond, he came up big. Uh, Anthony Davis is criticized for taking 35-foot fadeaway jumpers. Well, he scored 35 points until you can stop it, and they're winning. I don't know what else to tell you. I'm with you. I mean, the, you know, he got to the line. Um, they were, you know, you could tell what they're – thought process was early in that game because LeBron did it over and over again. I mean, sometimes you will see LeBron get the ball at the three-point line and work for a shot. Every time he had a chance to throw a down low to Davis, to throw a down low to Drummond, they did. They clearly wanted to be a bully team last night and use their size um, to their advantage, and they did. And it kind of runs against what we see now in the NBA, which is just about hoisted up a bunch of threes. But I think that strategy you know, got a lot of really good open looks for Schroeder, and he made them. Um, you know, Kuzma, I'm surprised, is as little a factor as he is. He seems to be in the tall weeds right now. But for anybody that wondered, as a Laker fan, is it just going to be okay once we get AD and LeBron back? Last night gave you a lot of faith that that's what this is, that it didn't matter what happened during the regular season. Once you get AD and LeBron back, everything's going to be okay. 
Bob Oshusen in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. We'll squeeze in as many calls between now and the top of the hour as we can. I'm sticking around, by the way, with Bart Scott, Bart Nahan coming up at the top of the next hour. So I'll join Bart for a couple hours as well. Get all of his thoughts on what we saw last night from the Lakers. Oh, the Clippers. How bad was that? Knicks, Hawks tonight. More of your calls coming up next to you, though, on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Oh, this is, hang on. Check that. We're not going to break as of yet. Um, let's get back to some more calls then. I screwed that up. Let's get to Xavier in North Carolina. Joins us next year on ESPN Radio. Hey, Xavier. Xavier there. I hear Xavier. Xavier going once. Are you there, Xavier? Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Now's the time, buddy. Go ahead. Hey, man. Um, I I think that Trey Young is doing an excellent job uh being the Hawks being with the Hawks. Um people just gotta understand, man, when when you're a star of the team, you gotta show out. And that's exactly what he did. He showed out. Um you you can't get mad that he scored twenty plus on the Knicks. I mean Julius Randle did not have a good night. Nobody on that team had a good night. So you got to talk about your team before you talk about Trey Young. Well that's Alec Alec say. Burks had a really good night, but you're right about Julius Randle. You know, to me, the two things that have to happen tonight for the Knicks, Julius Randle has to be a given. Game one has to be an anomaly. If Julius Randle looks for the rest of this series like he looked in game one, then the Knicks have no chance. Because even though Julius Randle was not going to be on MVP ballots, he's not going to be the guy, you know, he's not going to be competing with, you know, the, the best players, the Jokic's of the world in the NBA for the MVP. He's kind of like that guy that gets invited to the Heisman ceremony that you know isn't going to win, but it's such a good year. He just deserves to be in the room and get some recognition. Nick fans that watch the Knicks all year, they know Julius Randle should be on some MVP ballots. He was that good this year, and he was that ineffective in game one. So he has to be better, no doubt about it. The other thing, though, to me, and this is where there's nothing this year that I think Tom Thibodeau has done wrong other than in this last month, month and a half, continuing to push the Alfred Payton narrative, which I don't get. Don't start him. Don't play him. That ship has sailed. It's not coming back. There's no margin for error for this team. Either start quickly and bring Rose off the bench if that's what you want to do, or just start Derrick Rose. Just start him. And then if you need to give Derrick Rose a break earlier in the game because you're not bringing him off the bench – They had moments, even when Quickly was hurt, where Burks played point guard. And they were okay. They were better that way than they were when Peyton was in the game. And I know with Trey Young, because he's, you know, a tough cover, Peyton, you know, you probably want him out there at least somewhat for his defense, but that wasn't working either. So to me, there's nothing this year that I have disagreed with with how Tom Thibodeau has handled this team. To me, he's the coach of the year in the NBA. He got more out of this team than anybody got out of their talent in the NBA this year. But he's shown if you don't produce, you don't belong on the floor. You know, Kevin Knox is a, is a lottery pick. He doesn't make any shots, so he's buried. Austin Rivers, the son of his great friend, he's gone off the team because they, he knew they had better. Well, at this point, with no margin for error, it can't be Alfred Payton anymore. Triple eight say ESPN. Triple eight seven two nine three seven seven six. Ryan in Pennsylvania is next here on ESPN Radio. Hey Ryan. Hey Bob, thanks for taking my call. You got it. Um, I just want to say something about you know like Mayor DeBlasio and all these people calling about Trey Young. Just shut up. <laughs> Drawing fouls is part of the game of basketball. I've played basketball since I was five. I'm 32 now. I played college basketball. 
drawing fouls is part of the game. Trey Young's job is to go out there and score points, and that's what he's doing. If you don't like it, play better defense. Or if the league doesn't like the look, then don't call the foul, right? I mean, to me, that's that's the other arm of this argument, right, is that if the league's going to call it, he's going to do it, and rightfully so. I 100% agree with you. If Trey Young can use this to his advantage, he's doing exactly what you're supposed to do. Get to the free throw line and score points for your team. Anthony in Woodbridge joins us next on ESPN Radio. Hey, Anthony. Yeah, how you doing? Thanks for taking, call. Take, thanks for taking my call. I just want to reiterate everything you're saying, I believe, with 100%. But I don't want to be – the NBA with the defense during regular season and a Tom Tebow, Tom Tebow defense team, they're going to make the playoffs. They're going to be a hard team, overachieve. Once they come playoffs, that's when the regular other teams that have, you know, five all-stars on the team, they start playing defense, and, and the clock management and all that other stuff comes into play, and they don't, don't have the firepower. I mean, Knicks overachieve, hard defense, and does anyone really think they're going to go deep into the playoffs? I hope not, because they're the only team that played defense on the whole East. Yeah, but they can beat the Hawks. I don't think anybody has any false illusion the Knicks are going to make a run, be in the finals, beat the Sixers, beat the Nets. I, mean, I don't think anybody thinks that, but they can beat the Hawks. And they lost the other night in a one-possession game on a last-second shot when um, their best player had a lousy game. If Julius Randle has his average Julius Randle game, and certainly the games he had against the Hawks this year, the Knicks win that game. So they can beat the Hawks, but they have to win tonight. You cannot fall 0-2 down as the home team. You can't go to Atlanta. And I know they're, you know... The idea is they're going to go to Atlanta and there's going to be a million Nick fans there. There will be a lot of Hawk fans there. I don't know. I have to check exactly how many people they're allowing in the building in Georgia. But if they're allowing 15,000 in the building in New York, I'm sure they're going to allow that in Georgia. So I would think that Hawk fans are going to, you know, I mean, they'll be there. They'll be Nick fans. Don't get me wrong. But the Knicks are not going to be feeling like it's Madison Square Garden South in game three and four. They need to win this game tonight. Don't fall 0-2 down and think you're going to go on the road and make it up. Let's go to Matthew in Minnesota. Joins us next year on ESPN Radio. Hey, Matt. Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me. Uh, when it comes to LeBron and MJ, I'm, I'm team MJ, but if LeBron comes back and if he wins the finals this year, am I fair to switch sides and go team LeBron? As the best player of all time? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Like this is the, this is the LeBron-Michael yeah. Jordan argument? Yeah, LeBron, and no one is ever going to eclipse Michael Jordan in my eyes, at least nobody that I've ever seen. To me, um, I heard Greeny talking about this. The best way that you can put this is if you had a series that came down to game seven and you absolutely positively had to win that game and you had to you know, kind of put your life on the line, give me one player that I know I need on my team to win that game – Michael Jordan will be the player that I will take over all others, and I don't care what anybody else does. He never lost a game ever that I saw when, when it mattered the most. So, you know, every now and then someone threw a scare into the Bulls. Even the Knicks threw a scare into the Bulls once in a while, but there was never a moment where I was ever watching the Bulls, specifically watching Michael Jordan, where I didn't believe when, the mo- when winning time came. And even if it came down to a game seven, that he wasn't going to find a way. I don't have that same faith in LeBron. LeBron is, an inc- I think LeBron's number two all time. But to me, the greatest clutch winning player that I've ever seen in team sports is Michael Jordan. Elizabeth in Atlanta joins us next year on ESPN Radio. Hi, Elizabeth. Hey, 
Thanks for taking my call. You got it. So, I, too, have played basketball all my life. Now my kids play. I'm not a huge fan of the NBA, but I watch sports and I watch basketball. This talk about Trey Young drawing fouls is absurd. And I think Mayor de Blasio has better fish, bigger fish to fry than to worry about what, what, the, what is going on at Madison Square Garden. Well, anytime a politician wades into the world of sports, for those of us that live in the world of sports, it's just kind of funny and cringeworthy. That's why I played it. I wasn't playing it because I actually <laughs> agree with them or think that like he was going to make a point people were going to agree with. It just kind of, the whole time that you're listening to it, makes you feel a little uncomfortable. And I think that's a good thing. Again, Bob Oshoes and Infragrini on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Got some open lines at 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. Right back to the phones after we make some moves. Is this breaking moves? I think this is Breaking it. Moves is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Build your winning team today. Go to linkedin.com slash sports. And the Mets were making some moves last night because getting Jacob deGrom back, I mean, thank goodness. Now, granted, they said he was not on a pitch count last night. Obviously, he was. He was on an innings limit. All right, what he threw? He didn't even throw 70 pitches, struck out nine, five innings, but the Mets found a, get, a way to get a win with a double-A lineup on the field against Colorado. Every win that they can scratch out while all of these guys are hurt, to me, is gravy. And I said it earlier, the, the dumbest thing that you hear in sports is, quote-unquote, next man up, as if there's always a guy on the bench that can replace a guy on the field. It's not true. Next man up is dumb. The reason next man up is dumb is if it was just as easy as next man up, that next man up would be someplace else playing. There's a reason that guy is on the bench and the guy starting is starting. You can't just go out and invent Pete Alonzo's and Michael Confortos. Those guys don't, you know, you can't just go to your minor league system and just grab another couple of guys. So right now the Mets are in total survival mode, but they need to grom once every five days to help them get through this. Let's go to Ryan in Jersey joins us next here on ESPN Radio. Bob Shoes in for Greeny. Hey, Ryan. Hey, Bob. I just wanted to shift gears to the Jets. Sure. I was wondering, do you think the Jet fans will uh, do will adapt adopt the 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 Wilson intro that uh, that the Seattle fans do for <laughs> Russell Wilson when he enters the game? Yeah, the fish song. I would think. I mean, yeah. I would love it, but at the same time, it's already been done. Like, well, don't you want something original? They already did that in Seattle. Oh, but Trey is a Jet fan. I think he'd like to see that with uh, his hometown quarterback. You know? you know what? If they did it, I'm a fan. But, again, it already was done with Russell Wilson. So, I don't know. Matt in Georgia joins us next year on ESPN Radio. Hey, Matt. Hi. Um, I wanted to weigh in on the, the LeBron versus Michael Jordan debate. So, Michael Jordan, I believe, was the greatest finisher of all time. But LeBron makes everyone around him better. So, it's two different answers to the same question you have to define greatest of all time and what makes someone great if you're talking about who do you want the ball in their hands to make that game-winning shot oh michael jordan hands down but who's going to elevate the team around him and make the guys around him better which is another measure of greatness i'm going to take lebron every time yeah matt if you think michael jordan didn't make the players around him better or elevate all of the guys on that team then you never saw michael jordan play you are out of your mind if you don't think that Michael Jordan was every bit the elevator of others around him that LeBron or anybody I've ever seen is. That, that team, he was the sun, and those guys were all in orbit around him. But 
Go back and look at some of the contracts that guys on the Bulls signed as free agents to go elsewhere, thinking that another team was going to get a little bit of that Jordan magic to rub off on their organization, and it never happened. Remember when Scott Williams signed like some ridiculous contract, I think with the Sixers, because he was in Michael Jordan's orbit and he won with the Bulls, so they gave him a whole pile of money. He was like a zero factor when he went someplace else. Michael Jordan elevated everything about that team. There's a reason... If you think about it, they went from like Craig Hodges to, uh, you know, Paxson to Steve Kerr. They went from, you know, Horace Grant to Dennis Rodman. They, they had guys that played those specific roles, and every single guy that came into that role around Jordan and Pippen played the best basketball of their lives in those roles around Michael Jordan. So you're never going to get me to sit here and say Michael Jordan was somehow, you know— he elevated everybody, everybody that ever played with him. He's the greatest winner I've ever seen, and I will never take anybody over him. That'll do it for this hour. Bob Shoes and Infragrini on ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, the app and your smart speaker. I'm going to step out for just a couple of minutes and rejoin you on Barton Hahn because coming up next, Bart Scott's going to join me, and I'm going to get his take on everything we saw in the NBA last night as well. So a quick timeout. More of your calls coming up as well at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Barton Hahn next. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can check out Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. Also, don't miss Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 Eastern on ESPN. This is Greeny, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.